0: Good morning for Thursday, September 9th, 2010. This is the New York Times Audio Digest, presented by Audible. Here's what's on the front page this morning. NATO forces push way into Kandahar. U.S. debtors feast at the expense of the frugal. And court dismisses a case asserting torture by the CIA. In today's national headlines, in a new report, BP sheds light and casts blame. Considering Daly's exit with hope and with fear, and health overhaul won't fuel big spending, according to a new report. In today's business headlines, state aid puts China ahead in clean energy. War contractors shed workers as budget shrinks, and bowing to fear Ireland will split up a troubled bank. There will be more business stories, along with more national and international news. A roundup from the sports page, and New York Times columnist Gail Collins. Now, from the editors of the New York Times, here are the stories on today's front page. The top story is titled NATO Forces Push into Kandahar, reported by Rod Nordland from Kandahar, Afghanistan. The white flags of the Taliban no longer fly from neighborhoods in Kandahar City, as they did in some areas only two weeks ago, replaced instead by the red, black, and green Afghan colors. But if the Taliban have been driven further underground, there has been no significant let-up in their campaign of terror and assassination against anyone connected with the government or foreign forces. The long-delayed push by NATO forces has finally come to town, in fits and starts, and with mixed results. The deliberate campaign has begun in Kandahar, said General David Petraeus, the NATO commander. In some areas, the Taliban momentum has reversed, but there's clearly a lot more work to be done, Fighting in rural districts outside the city has been intense, sometimes with heavy casualties for U.S. troops and Taliban fighters. Inside this city of half a million, the traditional home of the Taliban, though, the coalition's fight has been much more low-key. Most of the recent effort has focused on the Medlajat area, a semi-rural zone in the southwest of the city, and the adjacent District 6. It is a part of Kandahar that bedeviled the Soviets during their occupation, Until a recent joint military operation there, it was the Taliban's most important redoubt within city limits. The area was notorious as a place where the police were afraid to patrol and death sentences were handed out by Taliban courts. Hostages were chained to trees for days on end, and government employees hung from poles. The Taliban's flag flew from many homes, surrounded by heavily booby-trapped fields and orchards. A five-day operation that concluded August 31st mounted at the insistence of the Afghan authorities but backed by the American troops, succeeded in routing the Taliban from the area without a single civilian casualty. Nor was there a single Taliban casualty, and only 21 suspects were captured. It's not perfect, but it's a good news story, said Lt. Col. John Voorhees of the U.S. Army's 504th Military Police Battalion, who commanded the American task force that backed up the Afghan police in Melejad. It is also a work in progress, what amounts to on-the-job training for many of the Afghans. The Americans, too, have had to learn fast. Many of them are part of this summer's influx of troops and, like Voorhees' men, have been in the field for only a month or two. Now the Afghan police and American troops are setting in to create a permanent presence in this quarter of Kandahar City. Many of the 200 Afghan policemen are fresh recruits, straight from a six-week training program, 10 to 20 percent have not even been issued rifles yet. They get a police baton and that's all, said Colonel Abdul Kadim. Can you imagine coming here with a stick? The Americans bring an array of modern weaponry, from surveillance drones to close air support. We have to backstop them at every stage, Voorhees said, but they're out in front.